Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. I am very excited right now, personally, because I just bought tickets to LA, and I'm gonna go there in a couple weeks to meet up with my boyfriend's brother, and we're all gonna drive down to Mexico to visit their mom, who just moved there a few months ago. But as I was buying these tickets, I was reminded of this story that honestly may or may not have happened because I was so disoriented from start to finish. This is the story of the first time I met Grayson's mom and brother, actually. So I flew to LA in January of 2022 to meet up with Grayson, who had been there for the holidays and actually was not yet my boyfriend at that point. Um, but anyway, I flew out there because shit had just gone down in Virginia, where I was spending the holidays. And he was like, you know what? Get away from all that and come stay with me in LA for a few days. Let me explain what happened in Virginia first and why I was such a mess. Basically, my ex-boyfriend was in the process of being arrested for a felony against his girlfriend at the time. And this is someone who abused me for several years, and it was very scary for my entire family because I had just spoken up about the abuse on social media after his current girlfriend had spoken up about her own situation with him. So I kind of rallied behind her and showed my support by sharing my own story and like backing her up and standing with her as these charges were being pressed. And honestly, I believe this man is capable of anything, and I might make an episode more about that relationship and how I'm dealing with the aftermath of it, but that is not the point of the story right now. Basically, he was not in custody yet for these charges, and I was terrified that he was going to harm me, but even more terrified that he was going to harm my family. Because since his current girlfriend had posted like her own post, he had been camping out front of her apartment, like waiting for her to come out and like telling her he was gonna try to come in and like do all this fucking crazy shit. So I was prepared for basically anything at that point. And I was actually at the airport heading to New York before I went to LA, immediately after I made the post about what he had done to me. And my mom called me while I was at the airport and told me, that someone with the exact same make and model of his car was circling my house with my parents there. So obviously we thought that was him. And my little brother actually wasn't home. He was out, but driving my old car. So I was also scared that my ex would run into him and see my car and actually hurt my little brother thinking that it was me driving. And obviously we thought it was him circling our house because he was like pissed because I posted and whatever. So my mom called the police and they came to my house and actually chased down the car just to find out that it was some random teenager just circling the block while he was like on the phone with his girlfriend. Like what a fucking coincidence. Because my house is in a very secluded neighborhood. Like there's no one just driving around like passing through. And like, of course, the one time a fucking car like that is circling my house, it's on that day. Like, are you kidding? But anyway, until they figured out that it wasn't him, 
which took like over an hour. I was losing my fucking shit thinking that my family was actually like in serious danger. But even though it wasn't actually him, like that hour that I thought it was, was so scary. And I was so shaken up. And he actually wasn't even taken into custody for several days and was immediately released anyway. So I was just living in a constant state of anxiety, just literally waiting for something to happen. And I had PTSD from what happened between my ex and I. And all of this coming up again kind of created this fight or flight response in me. And I completely checked out. And it was the most dissociated I think I've ever been. And I have struggled with dissociation ever since my relationship with my ex. And if you don't know what that is, I'm going to try to like briefly explain it. It's like kind of hard to explain, but I'm going to try. Basically, it's a trauma response where you feel like you're floating outside of your body. And for me, like when I speak, it feels like I'm not really in control of the words I'm saying and I'm just like on autopilot and like going through the motions and I have zero feelings, like zero emotions, full on robot mode, like literally just a walking zombie. And when it gets bad, (laughs) I act very weird. And it becomes noticeable that something is just not right. Like, lights are on, but no one is home. (laughs) And I did not realize how fucked up I was until I was in LA and it was too late. (laughs) And this was basically like my first real trip with Grayson. And it was also the first time I was meeting his mom and his brother perfect timing, right? Grayson was actually working for the first few days I was there, so I was left to my own devices, and I was trying so hard to snap out of it, but nothing I was doing was working. Like, I tried to go on a hike and, like, touch trees and touch dirt and try to just, like, ground myself and bring myself back into my body, but nothing was helping. And like I said, Grayson and I were still like very early in our relationship. Like he was not even my boyfriend yet, but he knew I was acting fucking weird. (laughs) And he just kept asking me like, what's wrong? Why do I seem so distant and like disconnected? And I was like, I'm really sorry. Like I dissociate sometimes and I'm trying really hard to like snap out of it, but just like bear with me. (laughs) And he was so sweet and so understanding and wanted to help so bad. But there's basically nothing anybody can do to help me in those situations. I kind of just have to ride it out. So anyway, one morning while he was at work, I walked to take myself to breakfast just to like try and clear my head and like focus. And I walked there because I didn't trust myself to drive a car at this point. I got there and ordered a burrito, I remember that, and I remember sitting down to eat it, but then the next time I looked down at my food to take a bite, I realized that it was really cold, like my food was cold. So I checked my phone, and I had been sitting there for over 30 minutes, staring at the wall, like, oh god, I was so out of it. But I kind of snapped out of it for a second, and ate my cold burrito, 
and started walking back to where we were staying. And it was about a 20 minute walk. And when I got back into the apartment, I realized that my hair and my clothes were wet, like dripping wet. And I was so confused. But then I realized that I had just walked all the way home in the pouring rain without realizing it was raining. I don't even remember that walk at all. And that is the most associated I've ever been. I literally could not feel rain on my skin. Like, what the fuck? And it's scary. Like, you feel like you don't know where you are. And it's so hard to talk to people and, like, find words. Like, even I remember ordering my burrito was so hard. But anyway, later that day, I had to go pick up Grayson from work in Beverly Hills. And he was working in this massive mansion with an amazing photographer who is a very close friend of Grayson's and very successful. And they were shooting a campaign for Dundas and Peter Dundas was there. If you don't know who that is, he is a big deal. He's a fashion designer. But anyway, I'm driving up to this house. First of all, barely capable of driving. Like I'm so zoned out that it was probably kind of dangerous for me to be on the road. So my bad, but like nothing happened. Um, And I get up to the house thinking that Grayson is just gonna come out and we'll leave. But no, he comes out and tells me to come inside and meet everyone. And I know I have to do that. Like this is like a business opportunity. Like these are people in the industry that are important. So here I am dissociated as fuck about to walk into a mansion in Beverly Hills and meet these very important people in the industry I work in that I should probably impress and not act like a weirdo in front of. And the whole time I'm just trying to make sure these people don't think something's wrong with me. And I don't really remember what happened, but I think I was fine. And like, I don't think anybody noticed that I was unwell. (laughs) Oh God. But then the next day, we were meeting his mom and his brother and actually flying out that night back to New York. So that morning, we had to like get up and clean the apartment we were staying in, which was his friend's apartment, and like wash the sheets, do the dishes, whatever. And I said I would take care of the sheets and blankets. So I loaded them up and switched them to the dryer and everything. And then Grayson was helping me make the bed. And we noticed that one of the blankets is like matted in some spots. And this is one of those Target blankets. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like those super soft kind of fuzzy blankets. I feel like everyone has had one of those at some point. But anyway, we're like looking at this blanket and we're like, okay, this looks a little suspicious. (laughs) Like a fuzzy blanket that's kind of like sticky and matted. So we're like, what is that from? And then we look at the comforter and it has holes in it and it's melted. And Grayson just looks at me and he's like, did you put all this in the dryer at once? And I was like, yes, I did do that. And he was like, okay, so you overloaded the dryer and now all of this bedding is melted. And I'm so embarrassed. First of all, I'm thinking that Grayson thinks I'm an idiot. And then I'm thinking, we have to go buy his friend's 
new bedding and replace everything. And he's gonna have to explain to them that I melted all their shit and everyone is just gonna think I'm an idiot and I'm making the worst first impressions ever. So Grayson and I go to two different targets to find the right blanket and duvet and his mom calls and is like, hey, where are you guys? Like, what time are you coming over? And Grayson tells his mom, I overloaded the dryer and we're out buying new shit for his friend. And I was just like, dude, that is so unnecessary. You really just did not need to tell anyone else about this. Like, I'm so embarrassed. But we get it all sorted. And finally, we head over to his mom's apartment. And I have these cookies with me, right? that I bought for her in New York the day before I flew to LA because I thought we were going to see her like the day I got there and we ended up seeing her like the fifth day we were there and before I left I was like oh my god like I want to make a great first impression like I'm gonna go to this bakery and get your mom like these authentic like New York bakery cookies but at this point I am bringing this woman week old stale cookies that I literally flew across the country with and then kept in a fridge for five days. I should have just thrown the fucking cookies away. Like, what was I thinking? Leah, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry. And that was so weird. Oh my god, I still can't believe I didn't just throw those cookies. But it gets so much worse, don't worry. (laughs) We show up to her apartment. I give her the cookies and I'm still dissociated as fuck, like out of my mind. Very little idea of reality at this point. And I'm just being weird. Like, I'm being so weird. (laughs) Just like super quiet and awkward and like shy and just like occasionally saying kind of weird things and I am not usually like this so I was so frustrated and I was just like Bentley get your shit together this is fucking embarrassing and his mom was being so sweet and like making us wings and like a cheese plate and stuff and his brother comes over and I'm just like awkwardly eating wings and trying to get words to come out of my mouth that actually make sense. And I'm just getting worse, like just more dissociated by the minute. But I survive and we leave and we get into the car to go to the airport and Grayson looks over at me and wipes wing sauce off my face. I had fucking sauce on my face for God knows how long. Like I ate those wings such a long time ago. (laughs) And I have been talking to his mom with fucking sauce face. Are you kidding? Like, oh my God. And I didn't think it could get any worse, but I had fucking sauce face. Like, oh my God, I looked like a toddler. Like what? And I tell Grayson I felt like I was being so weird and Grayson is just like, you know, you can just like talk to them normally, right? And was just like laughing at me and not being reassuring at all. (laughs) And I was just like, okay, shut the fuck up. 
But honestly, I probably didn't seem as weird and insane as I thought I did. But I was so out of it. Like, I was definitely off. Like, noticeably off. So much for a great first impression, am I right? Like, Jesus Christ. But Grayson was also being so sweet the whole time and, like, didn't totally understand what was going on, but was, like, asking questions, like, trying to understand it and trying to help. But I was a lost cause. (laughs) And the story doesn't even end there. We get to the airport and we're taking the red eye back to New York. So it's late and we're tired and I'm just so ready to go home. And we finally get on this plane and we start to notice some commotion behind us. And there are like flight attendants like crowding around someone. And we hear someone like crying and someone kind of shouting. And we're like, oh my God, can we please just leave? Like, what is it now? And then security comes on board. And we're like, okay, actually, what is happening? And we can't really see anything from where we're sitting. But then they announce that everyone needs to deplane. So we get up and we get our shit. And everyone gets off the plane and goes back to sit at the gate. And we end up sitting at that gate for for over an hour. And it is so late at this point and I just want to go home so bad. And we have no idea what's happening on the plane. But like more security goes on the plane and like finally... They bring out this woman via wheelchair who is crying hysterically with a giant dog walking behind her. Like this is a golden retriever type dog, a big dog. And apparently she tried to sneak this dog onto the plane without any papers or anything. And it wasn't a service dog. And then refused to get off the plane when she was caught and was fighting the flight attendants and officers for over an hour. So finally, they dragged her off with this poor dog. Like, even I wasn't acting that insane. But like, where are you gonna hide a dog that big? Like, what was your plan? Where was that dog gonna sit? She didn't buy it a seat. Like, uh, I just did not understand that thought process. But this entire trip, it feels like some type of like anxiety nightmare I would have, where literally just everything goes wrong. Like, you know those like dreams you used to have in high school where you would like show up to school naked or something? Like, it felt like that type of dream. But anyway, we finally get back to New York and we are exhausted because neither of us really like slept on the flight. So we get home and we're about to like pass out and we're laying there and he just looks at me and he's like, do you want to be my girlfriend? When I tell you, I was shocked. Like, I just acted like a weirdo for a week and just made the most awkward first impression on his mom and his brother and just acted so weird. Like, I can't even explain to you how weird I was. And now he wants me to actually be his girlfriend. So anyway, I said yes. And we fell asleep and everything was fine again. But God, what a time that was. And I ended up pretty much, like, getting myself back together over the next couple weeks and actually I finally got the chance to hang out with his mom and his brother over Christmas which was like almost a year later and finally show them that I'm actually like a normal functioning person (laughs) and I think we had a great time and I think I redeemed myself but um yeah they might have thought there was something something special about me (laughs) 
for the first year I dated him. Uh, so there's my fun little story for you. Humiliating for me, but hopefully entertaining for you. Cheers to trauma and dissociation. God, I can't believe I'm now putting this on the internet, but at least I can laugh about it, you know? Okay, well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and this little story time. I'm now very excited about this trip to LA and Mexico. Don't think it could ever be worse than the first time I met them, so... Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, I hope you got a laugh out of that. I think that's my whole story and I'm gonna wrap this up there. I love you guys so much. I hope you have a great day and I will see you soon.